Welcome to the summer edition of the Sprint Success with Design Thinking podcast. How do you navigate change? It's a question we think about often and one that today's world expects us to be comfortable with. The challenge, however, is where do you begin and how do you develop the mindset and skill set to be successful? Welcome everyone to the Sprint to Success with Design Thinking podcast. I'm your host, Saba Kidwai. Join me each week as I share the stories and strategies from the world's leading researchers and practitioners about why they believe the answer lies in practicing design thinking. You know, for me, uh, school was very tough, you know, um, to the educators, the teachers that are out there, I'm sorry, I was the, uh, I was a student that got perfect attendance, yet oftentimes my seat had to be put in the hallway, uh, because uh, as you'll notice, I talk fast, but I also love talking. I love people. Uh, and I, I had a tendency to talk a lot and really um, didn't really know my, my place there. So I was perfectly attendant yet, and every teacher knew me, yet I was really struggling through uh, high school and, and college for that matter. I, I got into a couple different colleges to play hockey, um, and I got in on probation for, um, for the, the grade side of the house. And you know, for me, you know, reverse engineering a lot of my life is what I do at this moment. Uh, but at the time, I didn't realize it. But at, one of the things that I learned or I look back on and I realized was in high school and in college and college is a little bit more evident and easier to share. But in college, I was, uh, you know, the assistant captain of my ice hockey team uh, at the small school in Virginia that I went to. I was the president of my fraternity and I was a computer science major. And I can tell you, nobody was a computer science major that played hockey. Nobody that played hockey was in a fraternity. Nobody that was in a fraternity was a computer science major. And what it was so beautiful for me was I never felt like I needed to fit in or find my one tribe. And I loved bringing these different groups of people together. Like a couple of my best friends, one of them was on my hockey team and two of them were, on, uh, were in my fraternity. And they're still, all these years later, 17 years later, are super close. And it was because of that world I brought together. And it was the same in high school. I, I, was, I, I tried out for, for plays. I was a DJ at a skating rink. I was on the baseball team and I surfed in the morning, right? Like that was like, I've always had that like, you know, tendency. And, and so for me, when I, you know, I got out of college, uh, I ended up getting a job at UPS delivering packages, actually an amazing union job that uh, paid really well because I couldn't get into a technology job. And, uh, and I don't think you even know this story, but I was um, wearing my fraternity letters after getting done with a full day of UPS, uh, standing in a grocery store. I had picked up milk to bring home and someone in front of me turned around and said, hey, what fraternity, like, where, where, where'd you go? And I said, and he was like, oh, one of my best friends went to that same fraternity, in the same fraternity, same college. And we talked a little bit and he's like, you know, do you know anything about cybersecurity? And I'm very honest and just kind of like my, and I was like, nope, not really. Didn't ever took a class. And he's like, have you ever heard of what a vulnerability is? I was like, nope, I can guess. He's like, what about intrusion detection? I was like, uh, he's like, could you get a security clearance? I was like, oh yeah, I have no, I, I think I was like, I, I've never tried, but I think, and he was like, so I have an entry-level help desk tech job that you, it's about cybersecurity. And the good news is I don't have to unteach you anything. So it would be brand new. And he's like, and if you can get a clearance, I would get you the job. And I interviewed the next day, got the job that day. It was an, you know, an, an entry-level help desk position um, in the U.S. government supporting um, actually the military ID card. So everybody got a military ID card. We ran the help desk for that military ID card. Um, and then about six or nine months into that role, on a Friday afternoon, the boss came in and he said, um, uh, raise your hand here if you're willing to go to Korea on Monday and teach our course. And so there was about 14 of us in the room. 
and I happened to have my hand up first. And he's like, Brian, he's like, um, real quick, do you have a passport? And I was like, uh, no. I was like, I've been to the Caribbean like on cruises. Does that count? And he was like, no. He's like, but you think you could pull this off? I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm confident I could pull it off. So I ended up getting a same-day passport in Washington, D.C. the next day. Waited out, like, it took eight hours to get it. And Sunday morning, I flew uh, on my longest flight ever from uh, D.C. to Atlanta, Atlanta to Seoul, Korea. I took a two-hour high-speed train down to Daegu, uh, Korea. And the entire time, I was learning what I was going to be teaching in this four-day course. Because although I was on the help desk, I had never trained or got in front of a class um, at all. I, I felt like I, could, I was comfortable. And so it was a four-day course. Um, they had to pass a test in the end. It was 25 U.S. military members that were stationed there. Um, and it was a cybersecurity course. And every night I went back to the room and really learned what I needed to teach the next day. It was one of those like moments. And I, um, I remember feeling very confident that I did a good job, but also very overwhelmed at like, how big of a responsibility that was in working with the military. Um, and I flew home, uh, and I remember I got back to my office, or I was actually on my way to the office on that Monday, and I got a call from my boss at the time and the government lead, and they said, um, so apparently you made an impression. The government lead said they would change our courses from once a month to four a month um, if, you were willing to, if they, we were willing to bring you on full-time into that position. Um, and I can tell you, it was like four pay grades up from where I was at the entry-level help desk. Um, eventually, within a year, the person that hired me became my employee. <laughs> um, I grew that role. I spent there in that same role for about eight years. I grew it to a team of 32 people running a multi-million dollar a year budget. Uh, the first 30 people that were on our global team were all older than I was. So although I was the manager and running a lot of these things, I was the youngest on the team. And uh, I, I tell that story a lot. To, I actually don't tell the story a lot, but I'm sharing it here because, you know, not only was it, you know, making your own luck and kind of figuring it out, but, you know, I took that opportunity. And during those times, you know, working for the government, making really good money, I traveled to 54 countries. And being someone that, you know, my first trip was the one I raised my hand for, you know, three trips to Iraq, two to Afghanistan. Uh, I've now been to 76 countries total. Um, but for me, it opened my mind to this world that I was either it was either stereotyped or media blasted what the world looked like and uh, I can tell you I've been to the Middle East 30 times my favorite country in the world is a country uh, called Bahrain it's a little island off of Saudi Arabia uh, I can navigate the country of Kuwait without a map I've been to Kuwait so many times uh, and driven around Kuwait and I think that was to me the the start of like this idea of like what I was led to believe or what I had grown up into I should question or I should explore or I should really be curious, right? Like what, what's the curious element there? It's your turn to join the conversation by sharing what you enjoyed or what questions you still have. In a world where time and attention are so valuable, thank you for choosing to listen and for being a part of our Sprint to Success with Design Thinking community. 